Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is your sister, your friend, evangelist, Shamika Harris, telling out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is the thing that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad. And God is an awesome God to be praised. Uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, summer in a minute. We get these spring-like days, so I am super excited. I want us to continue on praying for those who are going through in their bodies, their minds. Let's continue on praying for the president. Let's continue on praying um, those who are in positions, pastors and bishops and evangelists. Let's continue on praying that the Lord would strengthen them. Let's pray for um, the police department. Let's pray for um, our care workers and our frontline workers, uh, hospitals and the nurses and doctors, all those who definitely need prayer. And yes, we want to pray for our youth that the Lord will continue on dealing with their mind, heart and soul. If they're not saved, to save them before it's everlasting too late. Let us go into a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We give you honor. We give you glory. Father, you are so good. We thank you, God, for this day that we never seen. Father, we bless your name. We magnify you for you are good. Hallelujah. God, before we ask you for anything, we just want to shabak you, God. We want to magnify you, God. We want to lift your name on high. We want to thank you for being so good to us. Lord, even when we're unfaithful, Lord, you remain faithful. Even when we don't keep the things of your word, even when we go outside of your word, we thank you for your mercy, God. And even before we ask you to do anything, we just repent, God, for anything we said or did against your name, God. We know that you are a forgiving God. We know that you are a loving God. And Father, even on today, we're praying for all those who are in a need of prayer, those who are sick and afflicted, those who are going through trials and tribulations in their minds, in their bodies. God, we know you can heal. Father, we know you to be a deliverer. Father, we know you to be a provider. Hallelujah. God, somebody needs you on today. Father, somebody is in the nursing home, in the hospital, and Father, the doctor has gave up on them. They said they can do all they can do, and they left with no option. God, you specialize in things that look impossible. Father, we're blessing you for a miracle, even on today. Somebody needs to be delivered and set free from drugs and alcohol. Somebody have uh, diabetes in their body, cancer. Father, none of that came for you. Father, we know that you came. Oh, Father, that we might have life and life more abundant. God, we're asking for your miracle power even on today. Father, we're praying for the president. We're praying, Father, for our frontline workers, Lord, the nurses and the doctors, Lord, even our caretakers. Lord, cover in the name of Jesus. Lord, we plead the blood even now over those who haven't submitted to your will, over those who haven't submitted to live for you, God. We ask you to trouble their minds even on today. God, we ask you to give them a heart of repentance even now. Lord, Father, some on is battling depression, anxiety attack, panic attack. We bind that spirit up in the name of Jesus, and we curse it at the very root, knowing that you did not give us the spirit of 
fear and doubt. Hallelujah. But you gave us power, love, and a sound mind. We speak it in that naturalist mighty name of Jesus. We decree and declare your word that it is so. Father, as I go in to speak your word, Father, we come against any principalities in high places, any warlocks and witches. We come against the spirit of the de- de- divination, God, and we curse it at the root. Father, we ask you to have your divine way as I decrease, you increase. God, we will give you praise. We will give you honor for you are good. We decree and declare your word. It is so. It will not be reversed. And we speak it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I am excited because the best is still yet to come. Listen, I want to encourage you, whatever you going through on today, know that God can do it. Know that God can do the impossible. Hallelujah. Whatever you're going through on today, know that God came that you might have life and life more abundantly. If you're dealing with depression, anxiety attacks, panic attacks, we curse that spirit. Hallelujah. By the name of Jesus, it comes with power. Hallelujah. I know it's a lot of stuff going on in the world, but you got to find joy in God. Hallelujah. You can't find joy in people. Uh uh-uh. uh. You can't find joy in, in alcohol, drugs, and all manner of things, but joy comes from God. Hallelujah. Happiness is conditional. Hallelujah. Happiness comes when you have everything lined up how you want it. You're happy, but then when that goes away, you, you get sad and you get down. Hallelujah. But I tell you, you need to find joy in God on today. Hallelujah. You know why? Because He gave his only begotten son. He gave Jesus for people who was yet in their sins. That's how much he loved you on today. You don't have to take your life on today, man of God, woman of God, but you can live because Jesus gave his life for you. Hallelujah. And we've been talking about the characteristics of a saint of God, of a believer. Hallelujah. And we left off talking about um, not getting caught up in sins, not playing with sin and how you should stay away from things that God has cleaned you up from and how the enemy will try to make you feel like you're strong enough to go back around the things that you used to do. Hallelujah. But you got to change your circle. Hallelujah. You got to change your friends. Uh huh. You can't hang out with the same people if they're doing the things that God delivered you from. Hallelujah. And we was talking about in Galatians chapter five, verse 22, and it says, the spirit of the fruit. You got to have these things as a believer. You got to have joy. That's exactly what I just talked about, joy. You got to have peace. Uh-huh. You got to be faithful. You got to have gentleness, brotherly kindness. You got to be faithful. These are all the characteristics. These are the spirit of the fruit. These are the things that we should have. Now, if we go back up to verse 20, now we're in Galatians 5 and in verse 20. And once again, Paul uh, uh, wrote this book, uh, but it tells you these are the things that you should not have. Malice, clamless, adultery, fornication. Uh huh. These are the things that you shouldn't have in your body. Hallelujah. When you're saved, you should not have malice. That's evil. That's thinking evil. That's um, um, venting evil, thinking of evil things and clamming and uh, uh, um, 
adultery, sleeping with someone's husband or sleeping with someone's wife, fornication, having sex, and you're not married. These are things that believers shouldn't have in their bodies. Hallelujah. But we should be a servant. Hallelujah. These are the things because it seemed like on today, everybody is saved and sanctified and Holy Ghost filled, but the fruit is not displaying what they're saying out of their mouth. So you have to make sure as being a saint of God that you are living accordingly to this word. Hallelujah. And that's why I say we have to get back to the main objection. We got to get back to the basis. To God, original intent for all mankind is to live by his word. Everybody say, you know, you can do this and you can do that, but we have to get in God's word and hear what God say about it. We have to live this life pleasing unto God. And listen, his word is a manuscript. His word is the GPS. God's GPS for us to make it to that ultimate place that all of us want to make it to, and that is heaven. And so we're going to go over, we also was in the book of Peter last time we talked, and I hope that you guys are enjoying these messages because I tell you, I'm eating well as you're eating. Hallelujah. God is feeding me as he's feeding you because I tell you, it's something about growing in God. Hallelujah. When you're growing in God, your mind is not the same. Your your mind is changed because why? We talked about this last week. You have that divine nature. Hallelujah. Once you went down in Jesus name and you got the power of the Holy Ghost, you have a divine nature. Now, listen, it's going to take time for things to change. It's going to take time. But the more you practice something, the more you will perfect it. Hallelujah. So we're going to go over to Second, um, uh, First Peter. We're going to go over to First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. And it said, you are a chosen people. Listen, God chose you. The Bible said many have been called, but few is chosen. Listen, God chose you for this time. God chose you for this season, for your family. Listen, God chose you out of everyone in your family to be in his royal priesthood. He chose you. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Hallelujah. Listen, you was chosen. God predestined you to live this life that you are living. And this is a journey. Listen, this is a journey, but guess what? You are walking this divine nature. Hallelujah. Listen, you are in a body. You have a spirit and you have a soul. Hallelujah. God chose you for this time in this season. He has a purpose for you. It's a purpose for your pain. It's a purpose for your trials. It's a, it's a purpose for your situation. You might not understand everything right now, but Keep living, keep seeking God, and you will understand better by and by. That's what the old people would say. You will understand better by and by. So the Bible said here in First Peter chapter 2, and I hope you guys taking notes and writing these scriptures down because it's good to get in it and see it for yourself. Hallelujah. Verse 9, once again, it said, you are a chosen people. 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Uh huh. He chose you in this season to show forth the praises of God. Now that you have came into his marvelous light, you once was in darkness, but now you are in his marvelous light to show forth the praise of him, to show the world that you are new in Christ. He said, so stay away from lustful desire, fleshly desires, uh huh. because now that you are new in Christ, you have a new divine nature. And so that means you don't have that old man desire, that old way of thinking. You got to get away from stinking thinking and you have to get in the word of God. He said, listen, you have to display the praise to all mankind so they can see you in your works of doing for God. And guess what? Glorify your father in heaven by seeing you. When we walk in a room, what aroma are you giving off? Are you giving off a a servant aroma? And, and when I say aroma, you know how you can walk in a room and a person cannot even say nothing, but it, it, it's a tension in the air. You can feel tension in the air or you can feel like, man, something ain't right in here. What's, what's going on? Or you can walk in a room and you can feel a peace. You can feel a spirit of peace and, and joy. And you can say, man, it. It's something about the atmosphere. Can you change the atmosphere? Hallelujah. When you walk in a room, can you allow the atmosphere to be changed by your character, by your demeanor? See, our bodies speak language. You can look at a person and their body language speaks something. What is your body language speaking? Because you can say one thing out of your mouth, but I have found out that people don't go about what you say, but they go about what you do. And so we are written epistle unto man. And so man look at our appearance. They look at our demeanor, our character. And so you have to display the fruits of the spirit. You have to display a servant. Listen, Jesus was a servant. Jesus didn't say a one word. The Bible said Jesus didn't say anything when they whipped and they spit on him. We got to learn how to speak life and not death. We have to learn how not to speak things of the world, but we have to make sure that our words coming out as life. Uh huh. You have to learn how to close your mouth. The Bible says the battle is not ours, but who it is. It's the Lord. Sometimes we have to close our mouth and let God fight our battle. You know, we are living in a days where everybody have a freedom of speech and, you know, we can say what we want, when we want, how we want. Well, now that you are saved, that, that doesn't go for you. Uh huh. You have to be led by the power of the Holy Ghost. You have to be led by the Spirit. And and listen, God is a gentleman. And he will tell you in a soft voice, don't speak. Don't say that. Be quiet. We have to learn how to quiet our spirit down so we can be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Lord, when, when we wake up in the morning, say, Lord, use me on today. Lord, speak through me on today. Lord... Allow me to be used by your service. Lord, I never want to go in no public area and not display you. I want them to see you. But it's too many of us displaying us. But the Bible said, don't you know your temple is the temple of the Holy Ghost? 
Uh huh. So that means you got to watch what comes out your mouth. You got to watch what you put in your mouth. You got to watch what you put in your ear gate and your eye gate because we are ambassadors. We're not from this country. We are pilgrims passing through. So you are an ambassador of Christ. You are a moral agent of Christ. You have been bought with a price. You are no longer your own. And so we cannot act any kind of way. We cannot talk any kind of way. We're going to go over to Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. And the Bible said, a soft answer, turn away wrath. A gentle word, turn around wrath. You have to learn how to be gentle. You have to learn how to speak in a certain way. The Bible said, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So you have power and authority to speak. Are you using your authority on today? Do you know exactly who you are and who you belong to? See, that's why you have to constantly renew your mind. You got to constantly get in this word so you can find out who you are. When you find out who you are in Christ, you don't got to argue with people. You don't got to yell to get your point across because who you serve. God will open doors that no man can close. And guess what? He can close doors that he don't want open. When you know who you are, you don't have to debate with people. You don't have to make no point with people because you're walking in your authority. And when you're walking in your authority, you got all heaven bagging you up. Jesus is bagging you up. We're going to go to Luke 10 and 19. And I hope you guys are taking these scriptures down because these are your weapon. This Bible is our weapon. We are armed and dangerous. We no longer fight with our hands. We no longer fight with our mouth, but we fight with the weapon of God. And listen, it's strong. It's strong and it comes with power. He said, I gave you power and authority to walk over scorpions and any deadly thing that tries to hurt you. So you have authority and power. You can walk over some things. You can speak some things into the existence. Do you know you can speak to the wind? Do you know you can speak to that situation that you're in? Why can I speak to it? I'm glad you asked because you have authority. Hallelujah. You have authority. Do you know you are more powerful than Beyonce? You're more powerful than the president. How are you more powerful? Because you are in Christ. Hallelujah. You have angels dispatched to you at all times. You don't have to be fearful, but if you walk in the authority that God gives you, you can speak a thing and you can see it. I know when I go to work at times and sometimes I need to steal away and I need to pray and speak to God, especially when you're working on a job and it's all type of evil matter going on, all different conversations going on. And I will go into the bathroom and guess what? I would say, Lord, lock the door. Ha! Do you know God locked the door? Because he know I need to have a moment in a conversation with him. I need to draw some strength from him. You 
got that type of power where God can lock the door. And when people want to walk in, they can't walk in because God done locked the door. Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to steal away and you got to go outside of that cubicle at your job and you got to pray with God. Hallelujah. You got to tell him about the situation before you speak a thing, before you say something that's not going to represent your father. You need to pray before you speak and say something that's out of line. You need to pray. Hallelujah. Because you got to understand now that you made a decision that you want to live for Christ. Now that you made a decision that you want to walk away from all things that's not pleasing unto God, the enemy is coming at full force. Oh, yeah. He's going to come and he's going to try to push every button that he knows that to distract you, that can upset you, that can anger you. And so you have to be on guard at all times. You got to say, God, no, I'm not going to speak that. I'm not going to curse this person out. God, I no longer represent me, but I represent you. Listen, we have to walk so that we are pleasing God at all times because somebody needs to know about this gospel. Somebody needs to know that they don't have to be yoked in the bondage of sin no more. Somebody needs to know that you can live different, that you can speak different, that you can be different and speak it and live it. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to know that Jesus still yet lives and he lives within you. God want to use you as his hands and feet to go tell a world about a savior who yet lives, but he needs to know, can you live this life? Uh huh. See, God knows, you know, I hear people say, well, God know my heart. You're absolutely right. God knows your heart. Only God knows the real true intent of a man's heart. And if you want to be pleasing unto God, sometimes you're going to have to bite your tongue. And guess what? You might be right. But if God say be quiet, you got to humble yourself. The Bible said humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And guess what? In due season, he will exalt you. Uh, I have been in so many incidents where I didn't say nothing and God fought my battle. But see, we're living in the daytime. People want to put, they, they say, I'm going to put my religion on the shelf. I'm going to tell this person about themselves. And then they act all out essentially. And then they be looking like, and a person and say, you know, they, they'll pull the, I thought you were saved card. See, people know how you're supposed to live and how you're supposed to protect they, yourself, even though they might not be living it, even though they might not be doing it, but they know what you're supposed to do. And so you cannot allow a person to push you out of the character that you in. You can't allow people to do that, but you have to humble yourself and you have to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. You have to lend your ear to God. And when I say lend your ear, not your physical ear, but that spiritual ear, you got to listen to God when he tells you to be quiet. But, but a lot of times we we're, we're led by our emotions. We're, we're led by our feelings. We're led by pride. Uh huh. Pride want to get that last word out, but pride comes with a haughty fall. Uh-huh. God doesn't like a man with pride. That That's not good when you're prideful and you can't humble yourself. You don't have to get the last word. Let God get the last word. God know how to fight your battle. You don't have to cuss people out to prove a point. I heard somebody say, when you cuss, that means your vocabulary is low. That means you 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 don't know how to speak intelligent. You don't have to cuss. 
to get your point across. And if you're saved, you don't need to be cussing no way. The Bible says, let's go over here. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 29. It said, do not be deceived. Uh huh. It's telling you deception is on a rampage. Do not be deceived. Listen, evil communication corrupts good manners. Uh huh. So that means you can't be around everybody because you're not doing it. They doing it. Don't you know spirits transfer? So you cannot, as you a newly saint and you obey in the Lord and you only been saved for three weeks, you can't go to the bar and say, well, I'm just, you know, hanging out with a friend. I mean, I'm not drinking, but they're drinking and don't think you're not going to be tempted. Uh huh. Now, the blessing is God will leave you a scapegoat, but the thing is, will you take it? Now, the things that I'm talking about is for people who want to live this life pleasing unto God. And sometimes it's a suffering walk. Sometimes the things that God tells you to do is going to seem real strange. People ain't going to understand you. People are going to say, okay, what? God told you to do what? Because the things of the spirit to the flesh is crazy. Hallelujah. But don't you know God knows best? He knows best for us, but we have to be willing and obedient to obey God. Hallelujah. And obey go against your feelings. Obey goes against your emotions. And that's why you can't say, God, know my heart. Absolutely. He know your heart, but he want to change your heart. He want to take, he want to take out that stony heart and give you a heart of flesh. He want to take that away from you. Well, this is just who I am. No. You have been changed. Uh-huh. You have been changed in the inside. So all of the ways that you used to have, you got to denounce that. If you was the type of person to snap off in a heartbeat, you got to ask God, God, help me with anger. The Bible said you can be angry, but sin not. That's in the book of Ephesians. You can be angry, but sin not. Don't allow the sun to come up on your wrath. You got to ask God, if you know you have a spirit of anger, if you know you have a spirit of just snapping off on people, you got to ask God to help you with that. Lord, I don't like this. This is not of your spirit because you said I'm supposed to be gentle. You said I'm supposed to be kind, God. You didn't say I'm supposed to be just snapping off on people and being angry and being disrespectful. That's not the spirit of love. That's not the spirit of God. God is love. Uh huh. So we have to show love at any given time. I'm talking about agape love, unconditional love, that kind of love that people don't deserve, but you still give it to them. Why? Because this is who I am. This is the divine nature of Christ. A lot of times we, we like to say, you know, what would Jesus do? Well, a lot of things Jesus would do, we're not doing. And so we have to quiet our spirit down and say, Lord, I want to walk like you. I want to talk like you. I want to speak like you. I want to do the things that is pleasing to you because without faith, it's impossible to please him. So it takes faith to walk this walk because a lot of times you ain't going to feel like it. You ain't going to want to. Your emotions going to tell you you shouldn't have to do this. But whenever you want to please God, a lot of times you're not going to please man because it's impossible to please God and man. 
uh-huh, you got to please God. I'd rather please God than man any day. You got to live this life pleasing unto the Father. And guess what? You're not doing it alone. He will give you strength. He will give you spiritual strategies. He wants you to be professional in every every area of your life. He wants you to prosper in every area of your life. In the book of John, he said that I want you to prosper even as your soul prosper. That's the main thing. And when I say prosper, prosper just don't stop at finances. When you hear the word prosper, a lot of people think you're just talking about financially. But prospering is not just financially. God wants you to prosper in your marriage. God wants you to prosper in your relationships with your sisters and brothers. God wants you to prosper in your health. He wants you to live a healthy life. That means if you're living with different health complications, don't claim that. My diabetes, my arthritis, the devil is a lie. That's not yours. God did not give you sickness. You speak against that. I feel this in my body, but God, I come against this spirit of arthritis. I come against this spirit of diabetes, and I curse it at the very root. It is not mine. This comes from the devil because God didn't give me sickness. So you have to learn how to speak life and death. Do not speak sickness on your body. Do not death. And I know you said, well, what if I do got this and I do got that? You speak against it. You got power. You have authority to speak against any illness that's trying to attach itself to your body. You have authority by the name of Jesus Christ. So you got to speak with God. Say, listen, I am out of time, never out of word. I love you. Walk in the spirit of love and know who you are in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. God has spoken. So let the church say amen.